Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The sun is in my eyes. Almost to my hometown. It's just another mile. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. Stocks are coming off modest gains to start the month of June on Wall Street as protests continue in many cities. Retailers have been evaluating their open stores that were temporarily closed in some places because of social unrest, including Walmart, CVS, and Target. Corporate titans out with notes to their employees over the killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis. Many appalled. The CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase called it heartbreaking. The CEO of Goldman Sachs says he grieves. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg has an all-hands meeting with his workers this morning. Yesterday, there was a virtual walkout of employees at Facebook after the company announced it would not moderate President Trump's posts after a phone call between Zuckerberg and the president last Friday. Meantime, protests may force Las Vegas casinos to delay their reopening plan. Many were set to reopen day after tomorrow. Jessica Edinger, CNBC. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently. And other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss.
The crossroads of plastic country. And the best talk, too, at the junction. KC 102.3. I feel tears welling up, calling deep inside like my heart sprung a big break. And the stab of loneliness sharp and painful that I may never shake. You might say that I was taking it hard since you wrote me off with a call. But don't you wager that I'll hide the sorrow when I'm a rear ride down and bone. Now the race is on and here comes pride up the backstretch. Heartaches are going to the inside. My tears are holding back. They're trying not to fall. My heart's out of the running. True love scratched for another's sake. The race is on and it looks like heartaches. And the winner loses all. One day I ventured in love, never once suspecting what the final results would be. How I lived in fear of waking up each morning and finding that you'd gone from me. There's aching and pain in my heart for the day was the one that I headed to face. Somebody new came up to win her and I came out in second place. Now the race is on and here comes pride at the backstretch. Heartaches are going to the inside My tears are holding back They're trying not to fall My heart's out of the running True love scratched for another's sake The race is on and it looks like heartaches And the winner loses all This is KCAA There's something happening here But what it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down Good morning, I'm Erin Brinker. And I'm Todd Brinker. And we are on the Brink, the morning show on KCAA, AM 1050, FM 106.5 and FM 102.3. Another interesting night uh, in the United States. Uh, People still protesting, to say the very, very, very least. Um, But I want to start by talking about the helpers, you know. Uh, Mr. Rogers um, s- said uh, on his sh- well, on his show, actually in a, in a this was actually in a uh, testimony before Congress uh, when when people he says he his parents his mom told him and then he tells children when something scary happens you look for the helpers because um, there's always helpers and adults we don't need to look for the helpers we need to be the helpers and uh, that is certainly what happened. Uh, in San Bernardino and other places yesterday, um, uh, people showed up 
with buckets and brooms and gloves and uh, and and paint and scrubbers and about 80 volunteers, many with trash bags and brooms ready, uh, congregated in the parking lot of the Waterman Discount Mall at 11 a.m. Uh, before spreading out to help clean up their city. Oh, let me, we now have, I'm turning the mixer on now that he's back. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. We have Mark Westwood with us. Yeah. So people were out there, um, you know, cleaning up, and they, they showed up as soon as the curfew was lifted at 6 a.m., and uh, they were all over the city uh, helping to clean up, and I know that they were doing this in other cities as well. It was a beautiful thing, i yeah. got to tell you. I was never prouder of people than that. That was great. That was, it was wonderful. And Tobin went out yesterday and he tried to get in there to, to clean things up. And it was just so crowded over there. He couldn't get in. He couldn't get into the parking lot. He couldn't get close. And so he came back. Um, I, inf- I, I leave here and I go to work. And so there I had to work. Um, uh, but there were people out there with buckets and mops and all of those things, uh, you know, mm-hmm. shovels and whatever. And thank God for them. Thank God for them. So, uh, you know, I want, I want to hear the Yukaipa report, uh, Mark Westwood. I can't. There we go. There we go. You I, know. I think there was just a, a – maybe there's something going on with that it's mic. It's morning. You know, there's no. two sixes. There's a cat on the, on the wires. Yes. Uh, I'm discovering there's two sixes in the day. Meow. Yeah, it's twice now. You've got me up early, but this is uh, – <coughs> well <laughs> – I got to tell you, um, I worked all day yesterday after being here in the morning, and finally about 6, 6.30, I, I left here, and I got a call on my way home, and I live in Ukaipa, and uh, they said, uh, there's people up there with guns in front of the stores. So, of course, you know, I'm, I'm the media, I'm the press, I got to go up there and look, see, and report, and uh, I did actually report last night on I Love San Bernardino, and... Uh, Judith Valles, the former mayor, was on at, at on the show, and Rob Reporter is the host of that. Um, but I went up there, and uh, just about the time I got to where this is called Walgreens, about Fifth Street in Ukaipa, I could see a back uh, log of trucks and cars, like there was a traffic jam up in the upper part of Ukaipa. There's a historic downtown in Ukaipa. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Traffic roundabouts and brick inlaid sidewalks and nice lampposts and it's really nice and they have a sound system up there and lights going across the street. They really it's really it nice up. at Christmas, right? And it's beautiful at Christmas. And uh, <clears throat> so I decided I wasn't going to go up into that. So I I went around the the bend around Wildwood Canyon Road and back across California Street, and that takes me to Ukaipa uh, Boulevard and California Street, which is a main intersection in uh, uptown Ukaipa. And that's where the first traffic uh, go-around is. And I, I turned onto the street, and I was immediately just... There's a beautiful performing arts center up there, by the way, too, right there at that corner. It's just gorgeous. They put in about $6 million uh, performing arts center. And I, I went past that, and I noticed there was a guy with a video camera. And then I started to see people gathering, and there were people with trucks. There was just all kinds of traffic. Trucks with flags in the back of them and whatnot. And so I come to the first store on the right-hand side which is Ukaipa Brewery. Ukaipa. It's called Brew Kaipery. Brew Kaipa. And I'm not kidding you. And I kind of, it was kind of hilarious in some points, but there, th- there was a lot of places boarded up. They were ready for whatever was going to happen. And um, there were two old guys, probably in their 70s, and I think they had three teeth. <laughs> three teeth between, between the two them. Between them. 
I mean, they were really, they looked like frickin' Frack or, you know, Fester and, and Josiah or whatever. And they were sitting on rocking chairs. I kid you not. With long barrel double shotgun, double barrel shotguns. And wow. I'm, <laughs> and I'm looking at these guys you like. Take my teeth, but don't take my beer. <laughs> you just took my joke. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I was leading to it. No, that's okay. Uh, good morning. <laughs> anyway, so, and then across the street on the left hand side, I saw some people in front of a liquor store with more modern day shot, uh, firearms. And I'm like, oh, this is scary. And then we came right next to Brukaipa. However, they, however, they decided they would allow Brukaipa to open up right next to an armory. No kidding, a gun shop called the Armory, and it was all boarded up. And then I looked up, and there were people on the roof with rifles and guns, and there were people on the other side of the street with rifle and guns. And you, you know, it was uh, kind of a, it looked like a, you know, a cruise night with people going up and down and around these traffic go-rounds back and forth. And then I came to <coughs> the Copper Kettle Cafe and Catering Company, all spelled with K's, by the way. And I think because they have four K's, that's okay. Mm. But it quite clearly is the KKK. That's not good. And then their parking lot were probably 50 or 60 cars and people hanging out and having a tailgate party and drinking beer. And that's about that point I said, I'm going to drive out of here and I'm not coming back. I've seen enough. But at the time, there were no, you know, you know, Black Lives Matter people there. There were no, you know, uh, justice for George people. And, and so I drove on. Well, probably about a half hour later, because I could tell by the, the sun in the sky and the sunset happening, and uh, this melee happened, <clears throat> and, and there was somebody taking a video. I have a copy of the video, and I'm not going to distribute it because I'm afraid it's probably going to be distributed anyway, but I think it'll make you Kaipa the epicenter of a really bad racial problem. Um, there were probably 50 guys uh, in MAGA hats in this video. Uh, there were red hats. There's no doubt about they were Trump supporters. And, uh, and some other people just didn't have, uh, couldn't afford hats, I guess. And they're standing on one side of the sidewalk. And on the other side of the sidewalk, you know, across the beautiful little brick and laid planters and trees and everything, are probably maybe 10, maybe 10, 12 people. There were Justice for George signs. Um, and, and and they were they were there peacefully. They weren't really doing anything. They were holding signs up. They were brave. I mean, I got to tell you, these people were really brave to be up there. And I guess the guys on the other side with the MAGA hats couldn't take it. They just couldn't take it. And they clearly crossed the road at them. There was no doubt about it there. There was maybe some chanting back and forth, justice for George, that sort of thing. And they were saying awful things about them being on welfare and saying curse words and things like that. They were chanting. They were taunting them. They were definitely taunting them. And, and then they walked across the street. And at first they kind of stopped in the middle of the street, said things, and, you know, beating their chest and puffing their chest. But it continued, and they kept going across the street. And this video is getting harder to watch as I see it because I know what's coming. And um, so then they walked right up to the curbside with these people, and they were in their face, but they weren't. There was no punches being thrown or anything like that. Um, they're taunting each other, obviously. And, of course, you can't hear what words are said at that point, but, you know, and there's cars going in between so there's a little bit of you know interruption of the video and then all of a sudden they walked around the side of this building which was an empty uh, uh, building by the way I'd kind of looked at that and said if I ever moved KQLH up there I'd like to go into that building not now I won't go up there um, and and so with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, the, the melee started to happen around the side of the building. But the guy taking the video followed over there and, and watched it. And there were clearly punches thrown, but not from the, you know, the uh, Black Lives Matter people or from, uh, you know, the George Justice for George people. Um, they clearly attacked them. That's all there is to it. And it was a mob mentality. There were tons more people, tons more people up there than those, uh, you know, five or six people that remained there. And then uh, somehow or other it went down to the gas station, the Arco gas station right next door, and then the real melee happened down there. And I'm watching this, and it's going on for five, six, seven minutes. Did you watch that part of the video yes. as well? And there were no sheriffs anywhere. <coughs> but I got to tell you, those yeah, sheriffs. My question is, where's your where's <coughs> your police support? Right, it's you know, it is a contract city, so that they've contracted with the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department. And when I drove up there, you know, Ukaipa Boulevard is a very long boulevard, and the town was just quiet. It was closed up. I mean, everybody was closed down. The Vons up there had boarded up their their building. There were a lot of buildings boarded up. You know, the town was prepared for whatever they thought was going to happen, because there's a there's you know Facebook up there and there's blogs up there and. You know, they have their conservative blogs, and then they have Ukaipa um, Bulletin, which is, they consider themselves to be media, but they're really not. They're just just citizens that don't know what they're doing, and they're up there taunting, and, and you know, it's a little exchange for this kind of stuff. <coughs> Excuse me. Anyway, they, they really, you know, the sheriffs were down in the midsection of town. They were guarding the newer businesses. They weren't up in the uptown. They were guarding the newer businesses and the bigger businesses. And there was only maybe two or three sheriffs. They really, really were underprepared. They were underprepared. I, I don't, I mean, maybe they thought Ukaipa is such a sleepy town that, that it wouldn't, I mean, because it's really a bedroom community that, that, you know, what could possibly happen there? But old Ukaipa is old Ukaipa. Right. And there are a lot of people who are, um, I don't want to say just conservative. They're, um, well, it's very obvious, and I know this for a fact, the history of Ukaipa was settled from a lot of people from Oklahoma. So, you know, it is conservative. However, you know, there are a lot of good people in Ukaipa. There are, indeed. I, would l- I, I actually really like Ukaipa. Um, I, I love the support for the high school there. I love it's r- nestled up against the mountains. I, you know, it's a beautiful place. And, um, uh, you know, I like the people, yeah. people there, too. I live in Ukaipa. And, you know, I have a business based in Ukaipa as well. So, you know, I, I don't want to tear the town apart. But they were ill-prepared. Um, my big criticism is that Calamesa, little tiny Calamesa, <coughs> with about a quarter-mile strip of uh, shops uh, across uh, Calamesa Boulevard, they closed down, and they had a curfew. They had a curfew. They t- and that's Riverside County, so they had a curfew. Mm-hmm. Uh, county line goes right between Ukaipa and uh, Calamesa, and you know, on either side of the street is San Bernardino County or U- Riverside County. Um, but they had a curfew. But for whatever reason, in Ukaipa, <coughs> they didn't have a curfew, and I, I really think that's a big problem. With what was going on, what was being posted, what was being said, and, and knowing their town, um, and this Brew Kaipa seems to be the epicenter of this kind of racial MAGA hat, you know, hillbilly kind of thing. Um, they they should have known to have a a, a a curfew. They shouldn't have allowed this to happen. And you know, there must have been reports to them that there were people out there with guns. They didn't do anything. Of course, 
they could have stationed themselves up there, but maybe they felt they were in danger if they did that, or maybe they wanted something to. St- you know, who knows what their psychology is? I can't second guess the law enforcement, but they were slow to act. There was a Yukaipa uh, deputy up there. You could see in a car. He drove up and waited a couple of minutes before he approached. Anybody. He waited for backup. Yeah, he was waiting for backup. Is what he was doing. I, I actually don't but have. He didn't turn his sirens on. He didn't burp, 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 or anything. You're trying to disperse it. Because, you know, i got to tell you, once the sirens went on, once the cops got there, they started to disperse. I don't yeah. necessarily have a problem with the owner of a gun store um, uh, boarding up his building and then standing on the roof with firearms. Because if, if, um, if somebody were to break into his store and mm. steal those weapons, there'd be a much greater problem, uh, theoretically um, uh, significant loss of life and all of that if the wrong person or the wrong people people who mean ill um, go in there and, and, and steal the guns. I don't have a problem well, with that necessarily. Let me, there's a law about that. Though. Okay. And the law is just simply this. You cannot protect property with deadly force. Guns are just a property. They're, just a, uh, they're a thing. They're an option. Now, if you think your life is in danger, right. if you live in that gun store, yeah, you could probably do that. But standing on the roof is not going to get you there? Standing on the roof is not going to get you there. Um, you know, they needed to board it up, but, you know, um, they probably what they needed to do if they felt that serious about it was remove the guns from the property and take them somewhere else. Yeah. And, and that might have been I a can imagine there's job. a few shoe store owners that wish they had done that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. no kidding. Well, you know, uh, I'm not too worried about the cheap Chinese shoes that. Uh, yeah, but that's somebody's it's livelihood. Not that. it's, it's, yeah. the, it's the business, it's the livelihood. It may be a cheap shoe, but they were able to sell it for $400 or $1,000, yeah. and they had probably spent. Is that what half those things cost? It. Some of them do. You know, oh there was a gosh. pair of original uh, Air Jordans um, at the one place that was looted in Santa Monica, or no, in LA. Um, and they only have three stores. There's one in New York, one in Florida, and one in Los Angeles. And it's a consignment store as well as a, uh, a, a store that they sell, you know, l- new stuff. And uh, they, if you look on their website, it, you know, obviously it hadn't been updated yet, showing that they had been looted. And they had a twelve thousand dollar pair of of first edition Jordan ones from back when they Jordan's rookie season. I see what you're saying. They're collectors. You know, I can't yeah. help but think, you know. Nike spends, you know, a half million dollars for a sports endorsement for an athlete, right? Um, they, they, have, they have money, and hopefully they will back their vendors and those people that sell them and say, okay, this is a bad thing, and let's help you replace those, those shoes with our, yeah. our rubber and glue shoes. shoes. Yeah. Yeah, our rubber and glue shoes. You know, and, and I speak to that. I spoke to that yesterday just on a little tangent. You know, folks, that's a brand name and marketing concept, Nike. Those shoes are made out of rubber and glue. I mean, come on, folks. You don't, don't get so yeah. excited about Nike tennis shoes, you know. Or but again, the shoe—I mean, you know, your your phone is a chunk of electronics. Your your car is just rubber and, and plastic and some metal. I mean, it's not the the constituent items; it's the value of the the item placed on it by society, yeah. and what it costs that owner to have purchased it. And now they're out that inventory, and yeah. and yeah, right. you know, some some insurances. You know, people go, oh, they have insurance. Well, your insurance doesn't always cover. You know every contingency. You know, like uh, you know, in in California, on your homeowner's insurance, earthquake is a separate item. If you don't have, you know, you have to, you know, you're required by law to have earthquake insurance. But flood insurance is a separate item. Oh, I um, understand you know, how that works. I just they may not have insurance that covers crazy people smashing through the front of their store and stealing everything. Oh, it's called an act of terrorism, and all insurance policies have this writer in it. By the way, that yeah. you have to sign off in order to get the insurance that says if. 
you know what happens is an act of terrorism and it's deemed to be an act of terrorism, then then they don't cover it, and that's kind right. of scary because they the insurance companies are going to do everything in their power. I mean, when you have insurance, you basically have the right to insurance to sue the insurance company and get into court with them. A lot of times, they do everything in their power not to pay you. That's oh, absolutely, yeah. And, and so, and, and the point I'm just making is, is that you know, I mean, you know, yeah, they're they're the shoes are are effectively just items, but to the owner of that store, that was their livelihood, and it's gone. And their insurance probably isn't going to want to pay them, and so they're, now they're going to have to pay, you know, an attorney, mm-hmm. uh, you know, who will take thirty percent of whatever they get to to get something out of that insurance company. It's it's you know so so by those who are justifying it, saying oh well they've got they're covered by their insurance, so it's okay for us to take this. That is so wrong on oh, so yeah. many levels. Oh yeah, it, I, you have no argument with me. I I feel the same kind of anger about all of that, and at the same time, I'm hoping that you uh, uh, Nike will come up and. And some of these people, like, you know, the, the, yeah. the H&M t-shirts are cheap. I mean, I, really, these kinds of things, it's a sad thing that people have such identity with it. And maybe that's a, a statement of the fact that the, maybe they can't own homes. And, uh, you know, $5 million, $100,000 homes in, are, are, are a starting point in Los Angeles for a little shack. I mean, you know, it, it really is a, is a tough thing. And we talked about that yesterday, move somewhere else or whatever. But the, the, the fact is that that's where they live. That's where their families are. Uh, so... I, Go ahead. I wanted to get back to Ukaipa a little bit. Is, is that okay? Sure. Everybody? I'm, I'm just a guest yeah. here, so I have to be careful because I manage the place, but I, I'm not the, the, the host of the show, so I apologize if I'm too dominant. I, I'll try to pull back. But anyway, um, <clears throat> I'm really worried about Ukaipa now because of what's happened and the videos that are out. And, of course, this goes viral and, you know, goes everywhere and people's reactions. And, you know, I'm worried now about... The people in Ukaipa have always been able to have kind of a homeostasis and get along with each other and, and have uh, tolerance for different opinions. And, you know, they'll be disgusted with one another, rah, 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 but they don't, they don't do this. And now <clears throat> that this has happened and it was, you know, people were punched. People were kicked. You know, people were hurt. And I don't know the outcome of how that happened, uh, you know, uh, or how badly they were hurt. But if it hits the media, if it's the press, which it probably will, um, what happens next? Is this the accelerant that, that now brings people from outside the town into the into Ukaipa and all of a sudden we have a you know a race riot that, you know or worse? It's bad. So the president finally uh, weighed in, and it certainly took him long enough. Um, oh, well, he, let me hold my breath. <laughs> so he had a press conference last night, and uh, in this press conference he talked about unity and you know he paid lip service and i said paid lip service because he has been part of the the fuel that has ignited um the rage um unfortunately and and i many many times have have uh defended the president when i felt like people were not being fair in their descriptions of him um but in this case he has been you know, he tweeted or he retweeted, we all know this, he re- retweeted a video that said, um, the only good Democrat is a dead Democrat. Um, and I thought, there is no way he's that stupid. And I looked back and he did that, and that was last week. So last night he got he, he went on um, uh, television and um, <clears throat> gave a, to me, a, a very hollow speech about, you know, calming down and all of that. It was very clear that he had not written it because those thoughts were not, thoughts that I'd ever heard come out of his mouth. Um, and so 
um, and I know I'm editorializing because I too am frustrated. I mm -hmm. wish that we had real leadership, leadership on the federal level, leadership on the state level. Um, so he he's saying that the that for any mayor or or you know county government or state government that wants that wants to invite them in the full power of the the um uh the military and the federal government will will be there to help them he then said that um uh that if they don't invite him invite them to come in and the and the violence continues that he is going to send the military in without their consent and when that's when he said that i thought wait what you can't do that that's not that's not allowed you have no, they you have can't. to have to be invited. Well, apparently there is an act from way back in 1807 mm -hmm. called the Insurrection Act, and um, it, it allows, well, he wants to use it to deploy active duty U.S. soldiers to police U.S. streets. Um, he said that the that the move would break up uh, Antifa, who he says is are organizing violent riots that have led to looting. It would also effectively squelch peaceful protests for racial justice after the death um, of George Floyd. Um, and it would be a remarkable turn on the law, which most notably used in the 1950s to enforce desegregation and later in the 1960s to address uh, riots in Detroit. Uh, according to the Congressional Research Service, it hasn't been invoked since 1992 when there were riots in Los Angeles. Um, now Attorney General William Barr was actually Attorney General back then too under George H.W. Bush. Um, Congress amended the law after Hurricane Katrina in 06 to give it more clarity about its use during natural disasters, uh, but dropped some of those changes a yeah. year later mm -hmm. after objections by state governors who did not want to cede their authority. So, I, you know, I... Yeah, you know, you have this uh, back and forth on this, but no U.S. president has ever used the U.S. military against the citizens of the United States. And that's viewed as a very, very big taboo. Well, it, it's that's the role of the um, the National Guard, and the National Guard are under the direction of the state governors. Right, exactly. They're not federal. They're not federal. And uh, you know, a lot of people I've heard a lot from a lot of people about this already. People are pretty angry about it. Um, that, that, that no, I mean, even though you don't agree with maybe what one side or the other does, you have to let them protest. Now, as far as the insurrection of people who are looting, you know, the local police forces have taken care of that pretty well. I was pretty proud yesterday uh, watching what happened and how it was handled in Riverside and in other areas, and they really clamped clamp down and stopped the looting and protected uh, the, the, the communities uh, of Van Nuys and Hollywood and Riverside and various different places around there. So, I, and I also think that the Black Lives Matter people kind of stood down a little bit, and uh, this was the seventh day the seventh day, Aaron and Todd, that they've been doing this. And, uh, you know, I, mm -hmm. I think we need to stop protesting now. We got the message. Barack Obama came out and said that, too. Uh, and, and and now take the action that needs to be taken. And w did you see the brother of George Floyd? Did you see him talking? No. Yeah. He gave a very impassioned. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Speech. First time a member of the, F- the Floyd family has spoken since uh, the murder of George Floyd. And, uh, and yeah, uh, he stood up there and he said, folks, this is not what my brother was about. Uh, my brother was not about violence. Uh, and that, you know, you guys, this violence isn't going to work. You always do this. You destroy your own backyard, and it's time for you to stop. Stop this violence. Stop the looting, and you know, uh, honor the present, the uh, memory of my brother. And you need to stop. If you, you know, the reason this never works is because you guys do the same thing over and over again. Big protests. You tear stuff up, and why don't they do anything? That's because you're tearing your own stuff up, and they don't care. And 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 some of it has truth to it. But yeah, what Killer Mike said as well, you know, it's like, don't don't burn your own home down. Right. And so uh, it was very articulate. He was very impassioned. And I applaud him for coming out in that time of grief of losing your brother uh, and having your brother killed in that way. And by the way, the coroner's report came back out. Well, here's the rub. There were two coroner's reports. The first one came uh, from the county uh, in which uh, Floyd was executed. And that one said that it was, that the, that the official thing was that he was not uh, asphyxiated, that it was from an underlying um, medical condition. And the family said hogwash and hired a, a very reputable world renowned uh, pathologist to do another autopsy. And he came out and said, no, it was asphyxiation. And then the county coroner from that county up in Minnesota came back again and followed up with another report. This just came out. Maybe uh, you haven't heard about it. Uh, it's saying, yes, it was by asphyxiation. Uh, yeah, well, he had said that the original one was preliminary. Right. So maybe you know, it was giving the himself the out there. Right. And so. Uh, Which tells me he was getting pressure. Right. It could be very well. Uh, but, you know, you got three guys, you know, a couple hundred pound guys, you know leaning on your thoracic cavity and another one with his knee in your neck, yeah, it probably was asphyxiation. Um, and if you had a challenge uh, for whatever that challenge might have been physical, physiologically before and, and then whatever else, yeah, that was the cause of death. Yeah, well, and the point is it doesn't matter, you know. He's a yeah. citizen of the United States. Mm-hmm. You know, some of us have underlying, underlying issues and health issues. Um, that doesn't give anybody, much less the police who are who are charged with protecting and serving the populace the right to to squash somebody in the street right exactly and there's even a law about that it was quoted to me recently too that says yeah that, that's exactly what you said uh if you're a citizen and by the way if it the last thing you died of is what you're out you know diagnosed as the, de- the cause of death i mean for instance if you had cancer and you died of you know covid19 uh, and maybe it was exasperated and you were in a weakened state because of the cancer. No, you're still going to be diagnosed as the cause of death was COVID-19. And right. that's been an argument yeah. recently as well. But, uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. and I want to amend br- briefly what I said. I said, you know, he's a citizen of the United States. He's a resident. He's a human being. He's here. You know, I, I, I yeah. you know, we, you yeah. can get into the argument of whether uh, people who are here legally or illegally, uh, you know, should or shouldn't be here. But regardless you know, they shouldn't expect that a police officer is going to, or, or police officers are going to pin them to the to the ground and, and press on them until they can't breathe and they die. Todd, you hit That's on it. You hit it right at the square in the head. You know, and I said this a little bit yesterday. We played our program a couple of times yesterday, Todd, by the way. I thought it was a good program. You did excellent, and so did Darren. Uh, you know, 
there's a moral thing. Aside from the Constitution and the law and this ordinance or, you know, whatever, there's a moral thing. It comes down to doing what your mama taught you, what you were taught in Sunday school, and being a good person and humane and, and not doing these things, you know. Yeah. You got to be a decent human being. I'm um, speechless with some of these people. Now there there are yeah. reports. Kindness is everything. Yeah. There are reports of uh, police in Atlanta and other places that are taking a knee next to the protesters, mm-hmm. saying, "We are with you," and that that goes a long way to to calming anger and frustration. And and the the most I think the well not the most but one of the one of the really terrible outcomes of all of this rioting and looting that's happening is that the people who have righteous anger and real grievances are now being ignored and dismissed oh by the way let me interrupt you i haven't said it this morning black lives matter black lives matter black lives matter go go ahead <laughs> so so yeah no i and so the real grievances the real things that are the, the the real emotions and anger and frustration that people have been feeling are being dismissed because of the knuckleheads who are doing who are breaking stuff and uh who are are looting and i gotta be honest with you i i, I um I don't oh, yeah. know that, that, that the two are related. I think that there are people out there who are instigating violence. I think that there are, you know, I don't know if it's Antifa or the Boogaloo Boys or whatever, um, but uh, that there certainly is, there's, there, are, there are a lot more people out there than just the protesters. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the, one of the police chiefs uh, uh, yesterday identified three groups of people. And that are the protesters, and the 80% of those people are protesters, are good, law-abiding citizens exercising their right to protest, should protest, and by the way, they supported them. And then there are the agitators, and those are the people like the Antifa and those people that we don't know that are behind the scenes that are agitating things, and they're the ones that may be throwing firebombs and starting buildings on fire and things like that. And then you have the looters, and those are the people of opportunity who are trying to just they're not about anybody's cause except, hey, I got myself a really nice, expensive $100 or $300 pair of rubber and glue tennis shoes with a brand name and a logo on it. It's going to make me seem so cool, and that's my identity. And that's a shame, too. You know, what kind of a person are you if, if you, know, you know, you go buy a Hollister shirt or an H&M shirt or an REI shirt or Nike and all these brand hey, names Hey, don't, don't cap on REI, man. They're a good store. Okay, I'm, not, I'm just telling you. <laughs> it's not my identity, Okay. I, you know, I kind of, I say, hey, <laughs> I got a good deal on this shirt, man. Uh, this was a $50 shirt, and I got it for $25. I brag about it, you know. Uh, you, know I don't, you know, if the shoes are comfortable and they look good, and they're, you know, I'm going to buy them if they're the right price. I don't want a brand name specifically. If it's a brand name, okay, okay, I don't care about it. But, you know, I'm not doing this, this supporting Nike then who then spends tons and tons of money on celebrity sports people and other marketing and stuff like that, and then doesn't give back to the community. So with that, we have to take a break. I'm Aaron Brinker. I'm Todd Brinker. And I'm here, Mark Westwood. And we are on the brink, the morning show on KCAA. We will be right back. As soon as the computer stops locking up. All right. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, K292FQ Riverside, and K293CF Moreno Valley. 
NBC News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. St. Louis police say four officers were hit by gunfire during protests Monday night. It's unclear exactly where the shooting took place, but police confirm it was in the Olive Street Quarter near the Metropolitan Police Headquarters. Police say all the injuries are non-life-threatening, but officers continued taking gunfire into early this morning. And also a Las Vegas police officer is fighting for his life. He was shot in the head and reported to be on life support. This happened near the Circus Circus Casino on the Strip. The Episcopal Bishop of the Washington Diocese is livid after police tear-gassed hundreds of protesters at a park across the street from the White House. Bishop Marianne Edgar Buddy talked about President Trump this morning on the Today Show, hinting that Trump did not really accomplish anything positive with the visit on Monday. I know what it did not accomplish. It did not serve um, the spiritual aspirations or the needed moral leadership that we that we need. It did not address the grievous wounds that that we are dealing with. But he says what Trump did was use her church in the diocese without permission as a backdrop for delivering a message that goes against the teachings of Jesus. Demonstrations against the in-custody death of George Floyd in Minneapolis continue across the country. Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler says the people causing the rioting and looting detracts from the message of the demonstrators, which needs to be heard. The murder of George Floyd announced this reality so loudly, so obviously, so unconscionably, that Americans of every race stood up and said, enough. Wheeler says his office will be taking steps in the near future to make changes in the police bureau that will improve relations with people of color. He says that will be extended to all city government agencies. And Wall Street futures are rising as investors focus on the reopening economy rather than civil unrest. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. It's time to take a look at our roadways. I'm Erin Brinker. In Corona, on the 15 southbound between Temescal Canyon Road and Nichols Road, there's a work zone. Two right lanes are closed for road work until 7 a.m. In Lake Elsinore, on the 15 southbound at Lake Street, a stalled rig has cleared from the off-ramp. And in Riverside, on the 215 northbound at Martin Luther King Boulevard, the off-ramp has reopened. This has been your traffic report. Drive carefully, everyone. I'm Erin Brinker, and this is KCAA. From the KCAA Weather Center, I'm Jeff Gillen. For this morning, partly sunny. We'll see a high later today of 93. Mostly cloudy tonight, down to 66 for the low. And mostly sunny tomorrow, we'll see a high near 98. I'm Jeff Gillen, broadcasting live from the Tri-City Center at the 10 and 210 freeways. We are the trifecta of talk in Southern California. KCAA 102.3 FM, Riverside. 106.5 FM, Redlands. And the Legacy. 10.50 a.m. Loma Linda, San Bernardino. Papizio Dance would like to remind parents that our children should never lose hope or guidance. Share an activity with your kids today and it may be the reason they say no to drugs or crime tomorrow. This reminder from Capizio Dance, serving our community with pride and integrity since 1975. For the best in dance apparel, shoes, and accessories, call 951-687-4071. That's 951-687-4071. And mention this ad for a 10% discount on your next purchase. Visit styleleaderinc.com for more info. That's Capizio Dance on the air because they care. 
Listen up, folks. Work injuries can be devastating and life-changing. If you were injured at work, you probably have a lot of questions. I'm attorney Daniel Rudbari, and I represent injured workers. Call me for your free consultation at 800-325-1454. I'll answer your questions and advise you on how to protect your right to make sure you get the workers' compensation benefits you may be entitled to. 800-325-1454. 800-325-1454. K-C-A-A. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest Don't you cry no more Welcome back. I'm Erin Brinker. <laughs> and I'm Todd Brinker. And I'm wah, wah, Mark Westwood. <laughs> and we are on the Brink, the morning show on KCAA, AM 1050, FM 106.5, and FM 102.3. And there was an event that happened yesterday, and I started to talk about it. Um, you know, this was part of the president's speech that he gave. Um, at the end of the speech, he grabbed a Bible, and he walked across the street to the uh, the Episcopal Church that is this you know, St. John's Episcopal is this iconic Washington, D.C. church. They, and they fired rubber bullets to clear the crowd, I understand. That's what the reporting I had. So um, he a- they actually used tear gas. So to clear the crowd that was standing in front of the church. Which That's a Trump excuse me, tear gas and rubber bullets. Okay. <laughs> so um, he, uh, this is, uh, he walked, uh, walked from the White House to the church where he posed for photographers while holding a Bible. Before he did so, police used tear gas to clear his way, dispersing protesters from Lafayette Square Park. Um, and people reacted to this pretty negatively. The bishop uh, of the church, Reverend Marianne Edgar uh, Buddy, uh, she is a bishop of the Episcopal Diocese uh, to which St. John's Church belongs. Uh, she was outraged. Uh, he took symbols sacred to our traditions and stood in front of a house of prayer in full expectation that it would be a celebratory moment. Everything he has said and done is to inflame virus, uh, violence, not virus, sorry, COVID on the brain, um, to, is to inflame violence. Uh, the Axios AM newsletter uh, illustrated uh, a divide in views. So one senior White House aide uh, saw Trump visit the church, which suffered minor damage in a fire set by protesters. Mm-hmm. That was on Sunday. Um, uh, he saw that it was an iconic moment for the presidencies. But other senior officials said, I've never been more ashamed. I'm honestly really disgusted. And and disgust was my, my uh, reaction to that as well, because, you know, he holds up the Bible um, and uh, 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 and then acts like... Well, it was like last weekend. He said, open the churches, open the churches. And we all know we still have a pandemic, by the way. Ladies and gentlemen, we still have a pandemic. Um, and, you know, then he went golfing. You know, if you're so supportive, like, like maybe you should go into a house of worship and, and worship or something. Um, <clears throat> so, um, yeah, he took, the op- he took the photo op 
Uh, he was accompanied by senior aides. Uh, the Washington Post uh, has a story about what it was like on the ground for the demonstrators who were dispersed. Authorities shoved protesters down with their shields, fired ro- rubber bullets directly at them, released tear, tear gas, and set off, set off flashbang shells in the middle of the crowd. Uh, protesters began running, many still with their hands up, shooting, don't sh- shouting, don't shoot. Other, others were vomiting, coughing, and crying. Um, you know, I, he used another split. He used the people are saying that he used the uh, church building in the Holy Bible for partisan political purposes. Uh, and this is according to Episcopal Church presiding Bishop Michael Curry. Uh, but Reverend Johnny Moore, a member of Trump's Evangelical Advisory Board, had a different view. I will never forget seeing Trump slowly and in total command walk from the White House across Lafayette to St. John's Church, defying those who aim to derail our national healing by spreading fear, hate, and anarchy. I don't have, uh, you know, <clears throat> first of all, uh, practice what you preach. Have you ever heard that term? Um, <laughs> you know, if you're going to be religious, if you're going to be a f- man of faith, uh, then, you know, you know that Christ was humble, and you show humility, and you act that way, and you behave that way. Um, you don't get to claim that mantle if you run around and, you know, incite violence, and, you know, MAGA people are coming, and, uh, you know, uh, you don't get to play both sides of that, you know, where you're on a bus and during your... You know, previous to the campaign, and we won't even—I can't even say it on the air what he said. Uh, you don't get to play both sides of that fence, and there's a problem there. And then the Trump excuse me, which is bullets and tear gas and shoving people out of the way because you want to walk across the street, and then the look on his face—I saw the picture where he was holding up the Bible. It was arrogant. It—you know—he has this look that he can put on his face. It's like, yeah, see, I'm holding up the Bible. And it, it just, it's just outrageous because, you know, I can get angry about a lot of things. But you, take, you know, attack my faith. And I'm Catholic, and I'm a practicing Catholic because it takes a lot of practice for me. <laughs> but, you know, Episcopal is very close to being Catholic. Uh, and uh, I was always told by my mom, if you can't get to a Catholic church on Sunday, go to Episcopal church. Uh, and, you know, it's just an assault. And the people that are the leaders of that church have the very right to say, you don't get to stand in front of the symbol of our church, the name of our church, the icon of our church, which was their monument sign in front of the church, uh, and, and hold up a Bible and pose for a few minutes. You know, And the three years that you've been president, have you ever gone over to that church and gone to that church? You know, there are many, many people that are in Washington that are politicians. That, you know, however they practice their faith, practice it quietly. But you know, that's kind of what you're supposed to do with your faith. You don't go around and, you know, parade it. It's not a parade. Uh, you know, it's, a, it's an act of humility, and, and it's an act of faith. And, and then, so that's so very, very wrong, and just the whole approach and everything he was doing. But then, because you don't actually practice it, and I have seen no evidence that he's been to church. Have you? No, but I don't necessarily think that he needs to. I, I just, I, th- the photo op rang, rang hollow to me. Oh, yeah. And it, but it That's rang funny. hollow to me, not that he's not, that, not that he's an, uh, is or is not an active churchgoer. It rang hollow to me because of the incendiary things that he said mm-hmm. um, throughout this process. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so if you really want to quell violence, you need to be out there and out in front quelling violence. Notice I said I practiced my faith when I started into indeed, this little time. Indeed, indeed. You practice, but you do it. You, you, you. You know, I, I hope and pray in all my might and my will that Trump has some sort of, you know, when you prayed for the people of Russia back in the day, remember if your parents or your, your had older parents like me, they prayed for the conversion of the people of Russia. 
to Christianity. Uh, uh, that is the same thing. You, you, I hope and pray that he has a conversion to become kind, to become humble, to do the right things, say the right things, and suddenly turns into the president that the United States is looking for. Does he not understand that we're like, a, what, how many is it, 187 days or something like that away from an election? I, Rubber bullets and tear gas is not going to get you votes. So, Todd, what do you think? You know, I, I, well, I agree. I think rubber bullets and tear gas is probably a bad move, but he also says a whole bunch of things that, you know, spill out of his mouth with actually no thought or action ever behind them. And in fact, you know, we've had uh, a variety of stories since his presidency began of people on staff listening to him, you know, spew commands and then just choosing to ignore the ones that they know are you know, illegal or make no sense and figure, you know, if he cares that much about it, he'll bring it up again, and he seldom does. I mean, I'd um, hate to be a pulser. He seems to be very um, um, uh, short-term yeah. focused memory, spew anger, and then move on. And you know, it comes <laughs> out of verbal vomit. You know, there's two, the, uh, he has twice now hired people to take internal polls for him, right? Pollsters going to report the poll results. And it's kind of like they're going to go up there with the results, and it's not good, Mr. President. And off with your head, you know? It's like, and he fires him immediately because he doesn't like the poll results. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't think that most of his supporters respond to polls. I think that's why all the polls had him losing the, le the election in 2016, and he didn't because he, his, his supporters don't respond to polls, and the pollsters don't understand that. They don't, it's hard for them to wrap their, mi their mind around the fact that their whole you know, reason for being, their, their livelihood, is completely invalid with a group of people. That there's a group of people out there who, when somebody calls them up or asks them questions, look at them and walk away um, you know, and just refuse to participate. And so I don't know that polls are a valid measure of, of what kind of support he's getting from his, his people. You know, and, 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 you know, he had a razor-thin margin of victory, to be honest with you. Uh, it wasn't like a mandate. Uh, he won in the Electoral College. He won the Electoral College. In, in, in Wisconsin, there was a 72,000-vote difference between him and, and Clinton. Uh, and then, you know, uh, there's, there's all kinds of... He's behind in those polls now. I mean, rubber bullet. I, I can't imagine, Todd. Okay, you're a campaign manager. Okay, Mr. President, we're going to go get some votes for you today. Uh, we're going to put a Bible out there. And on the way out there, you're going to hold the Bible in front of St. John's Episcopal Church. We're going to fire some rubber bullets. Uh, you know, that's going to get you some votes and tear gas people and make them throw up. Wow, that's, that's a great campaign strategy. Gosh. You know, but he does whatever he wants. He doesn't listen to anybody. And, you know, Mr. President, if I could appeal to you to please read to maybe pay attention to some advisors, to maybe, you know, the best thing he did was stay down in the bunker two days ago. Just be quiet. I disagree. I, 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 I thought <laughs> for his leadership... Campaign, well, yeah. yeah, for his campaign, maybe, but for him, I felt like uh, that he needed to be out in front yeah. and he needed to be, you know, working with top law enforcement officials to... to to bring bring finances to bear, to to quell people's emotions, to I mean, there's all kinds of things he could have done, uh, you know. In a time of crisis, I can't think of another president who was not out in front, uh, talking, addressing the American people. And it took him t several days to get there, and not even a really good address. You know, uh, I, I you you sounded like Dan Rather, uh, Aaron. <laughs> really? Well, Dan and, Rather and said that he said I can't think of a president in in U.S. history and all my my time uh, of studying it 
and, and, and reporting it that, that ever has never failed to go in front of the U.S. people and address the nation at a time of crisis or catastrophe. And he failed to do that. But he says, then I can't think of another president that the people would less likely want to hear from. So, and I, and I say this, I have, you know, I'm not, I'm not a Republican and I'm not a Democrat. And I have supported the, the president when I felt like he was being unfairly targeted. And I have uh, called the president out like I'm doing today when I feel like he's behaved uh, badly. And uh, we all should be able to do that with all of our uh, elected officials. Um, you know, they, they work for us, folks. And if they're not doing what they should be doing, we need to call them out on it. Um, I hope that things will get calmer as the week moves forward. I, th I hope that this, this, these uh, protests and the rioting and the all the looting and all of that. I, th I hope that that's losing momentum um, as as each day goes on. And well, I, I don't hope the message loses momentum. I, no, I, I, no, I said the have. rioters. The rioters. I, I yeah, exactly. But some people might confuse rioters with protesters. I think the protesting message is very clear and should be adhered to. And we need reform in our police ranks. But so. So I do want to cover a, a, a kind of fun and silly story. Um, did you watch The Tiger King? No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you missed a complete social happening. You did. You, you did. And <laughs> and the positive point is it's all online. You can go back and watch it anytime. Go back and watch it. That's what I said. You know, you, if I really want to waste time. Your brain is not numb enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if I really want to waste time and numb my brain even more, you're right. You watch the Tiger King, and I have to say, well, because I have been uh, a supporter, and I've I've been open about this, a big cat rescue for many years, long before this this uh, uh, Tiger King show came out. Um, and but they vilified her, Carol Baskin, the owner of Big Cat Rescue, or the founder. It's a it's a five hundred one c three nonprofit, so there's no owners. The founder of Big Cat Big Cat Rescue, so Joseph Allen Maldonado Passage, aka Joe Exotic, uh, his worst nightmare other than landing in prison, which is where he already is, just came true. According to the Hollywood reporter Carol Baskin, who is the who is Joe Exotic's arch nemesis, um, uh, has been awarded his former zoo in Winnewood, Oklahoma, after a judge found uh, Maldonado Passage had fraudulently transferred the properties to his mom so he wouldn't have to pay Baskin under uh, under a $1 million trademark judgment. Uh, per the decision cited by Courthouse News, U.S. District Judge Scott Polk ruled that Baskin's Big Cat Rescue had sufficiently traced funds to allow for the imposition of a constructive trust under Oklahoma law. That means that she now gains control of the 16-plus acres currently owned by Jeff Lowe, who was also featured in the documentary series. Um, so so Joe, Joe Exotic, you know the character Joe Dirt? No. No? You don't know who Joe Dirt is? Okay, so that was a movie in the 90s, so I won't go there. <laughs> um, uh, Joe Exotic is, he is, how, how do you describe him? He is... I've it, seen pictures. Yeah, mullet-wearing polygamist... Uh, Has orange tan skin. Yes, orange tan yeah. skin. What does this sound like? Okay, a, a parody of, of a hick. <laughs> yeah, he seriously is, and kind of this over-the-top character. He think he right. had two husbands at one time, and so yeah. Oh, was he gay? Oh yeah, very. <laughs> you know, the only thing I have in common is I have a little kitty named Dolly, and she's a little black cat. And she's just adorable. Oh, you can relate. So I can <laughs> relate. Because she's kind of wild sometimes, but yeah, I, I don't, you know. So he made these videos. He's, he, he is he is so in love with himself. He made video after video of, of like, 
shooting Carol Baskin in the head and blowing her up and blah what? blah blah. Because in effigy, he would he would oh. put like dummies of her out on a lake and blow her up. Thank you for clearing that one. Yeah, up. sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. Um, uh, yes, in effigy because you know they were nowhere near each other. And essentially, she he had a business where he would breed uh, tigers and so and take the tiger cubs away from the moms what? so that people could then <laughs> pet, pet the kittens. The pet the kittens, right? But then oh, okay. when they got older, then he didn't know what to do with them, and so sometimes he euthanized them. Sometimes oh, no. you know he did other things, and there were all kinds of other stuff. He's in jail because of his treatment of animals. Mm. Um, and then he wanted to get back at Carol Baskin, so he stole their trademark. And and started going out on the road with uh, co- essentially calling themselves Big Cat Rescue, and that's what she sued over because her fight is against um, being able to trade or own private people being able to own big cats anywhere in the country, um, and so um, she has a rescue organization where uh, the cats can come and live out the rest of their natural lives. But there's no breeding going on. There's no you know she's not purchasing animals whatever. And so, good for her. Carol Baskin now has uh, has the uh, uh, that zoo, and I ever could, I can never remember the name of the zoo. The zoo, the Tiger it, King Zoo, is what he referred to it as, but they had a, a, an official name. It, you it, know, it, Jeff Lowe has said that we're thankful this dragged out the decision dragged out so long because it has allowed us time to complete the new Tiger King Park in Thackerville, Oklahoma, behind the world's largest casino. So, are we going to play like what's new, Pussycat, today? <laughs> On the way up? Uh, you yeah. know, Where's this going? So, <laughs> considering, he says, considering Carol spent $2.5 million chasing her million-dollar judgment, we congratulate her on her, her acquisition of 16 acres in rural Oklahoma. So apparently Jeff Lowe doesn't like her very much either. No. Well, and here's the thing. It wasn't about what she could get, get or not get. Right. It was about somebody, somebody appropriating her trademark, and she had to fight it. She didn't have a choice. Oh yeah, absolutely. And well, and also, you know, her her uh, reason for being is to try to protect these animals, and 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 you know, they're using these animals directly as a source of revenue by you know breeding and and selling and 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 like you said, creating petting zoos. But then, what happens when that cute little tiger becomes something that'll take your arm off? You know, you can't. At one point, they said they had like 200 tigers on this on the lot. Yeah, yeah, he, he couldn't afford to feed them all, and so he was, um, you know, he, although he has them. denied it, th- those that have worked there have said that they have, you know, seen tigers disappear in the night, and uh, and they found and graveyards, the, and, and that's, that there's yeah, yeah yeah dead animals on the property. So wow. So with that, we are at the end of our show for today. I'm Aaron Brinker. I'm Todd Brinker, and I'm Mark Westwood. Thank you for joining us for the last couple of days, Mark. We will see everybody tomorrow. And I'm going to play a happy song. Here we go.